If you're new with us today, we want to welcome you to the Power Place. There's a, a card in the back of a seat in front of you. It says new here. Just fill it out and, and bring it out here to the info table. We got a Hershey bar and a water bottle for you, all right? Just to bless you, we want, to, we want you to be blessed and, and just enjoy some chocolate and refreshing water, all right? Is that good? Anybody like chocolate? Chocolate is a vegetable. It grows on trees. It's a bean. Hey, it's good to be home today. Uh, Christy and I have been at, at uh, three different churches the last three weeks and just um, enjoyed the presence of God with other believers and, and different fellowships. But there's nothing like home, and uh, just happy to be here today. I want to thank all of our staff who so uh, excellently led while we took some time just to uh, try to rest. Didn't get much of that, but uh, it's good to be home. Good to be with our family. Family of God. Nothing quite like the family of God. Pray for uh, Lily and Lorraine Slater and Penny as they head to India this week to minister to a thousand women in a conference. They've been invited to come and, and just be the hands and feet of Jesus. So lift them up in prayer if you think about that. God's going to use them in amazing ways. Um, John grew up in a small town, then he moved away to attend college and law school, and he decided to come back to his hometown because he could be a big man there. He really wanted to impress everyone, so he returned and opened his new law office. Uh, the first day, he saw a man coming up the sidewalk, and he decided to make a big impression on this new client when he arrived. So as the man came in the door, John picked up the phone. He motioned the man in while talking. No, absolutely not. You tell those clowns in New York that I won't settle this case for less than a million. Yes, the appeals court has agreed to hear that case next week. I'll be handling the primary argument, and the other members of my team will provide support. Okay, you tell the state prosecutor that I'll meet with him next week to discuss the details. And this sort of thing went on for about five minutes, and all the while the man just sat patiently as John rattled instructions. And finally John put down the phone and turned to the man. He said, I'm sorry for the delay. You, you can see I'm, I'm very busy. What can I do for you? The man said, I was just sent by the telephone company to connect your phone line. <laughs> We're living some huge days here at the Power Place, uh, some very big days for our family. Uh, the last month probably has been the most difficult month of my 58-year existence, as I can recall. I uh, want to thank those of you who have prayed for us as you've been prompted by the Holy Spirit. And let me just kind of, I want to share some things this morning, and then I want to get to the Word of God. And uh, 
to catch you up to speed, and, and some of this is it's not a shock to some of you. Others, you will hear this for the first time. Uh, we, had, we had been dialoguing uh, and praying about Elijah and Ashley's heart to plant a, a church in Philadelphia in the future. And as we prayed and, and, and talked, God began to speak to me and say, it's, it's not time yet. Um, he said, strengthen the house that I've already established here to make it able to launch out in greater ways in the days to come. And then it came time for their sabbatical, and, and as they went away for those weeks and, and that month, God began to clearly uh, speak to them and to clarify his vision for them of what he is calling them to do. While at the same time he's speaking to us to double down here in Kennett Square in Chester County and really make the difference that God has called us to make here. Rethinking everything, retooling everything. And, and then when they came back and returned to share their vision and their plan with us, I had to take a step back and say, Lord, help me to see what's going on here because I hear you clearly for us at the power place. And I hear a clear call on their life for planting a church in Philadelphia. And I began to see that God was calling each of us to separate visions, God-given visions, things that only God can do. And so much like Paul and Barnabas separated and went in two different directions and the gospel message spread. As hard as it was, we felt that God was indeed directing us to release them for his ultimate purpose of reaching more people for Jesus. Philadelphia and Kennett Square, Chester County will be reached in new and passionate ways. Amen. And I, and I want to take you quickly to that, that passage of Scripture that talks about Paul and Barnabas because I think it's very uh, eye-opening. It says in Acts 15, verse 36, After some days Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. And Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul kept insisting that they should not take him along who had deserted them in Pamphylia, and had not gone with them to the work. Verse 39 says, And there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, being committed by the brethren to the grace of the Lord. And he was traveling through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. I think it's very uh, eye-opening. I love this passage of Scripture. That I'm, I'm so glad God includes difficult times in the Scripture. Um, even the most tough situations God uses to spread His good news. Even in the most difficult of times, God will work what sometimes the enemy means for evil, and He will turn for good. 
And the gospel spread in different directions. And it was a defining moment for Paul and for Barnabas. We're being called to keep moving forward with the vision God has given us to reach our community. And we're being called to release Elijah and Ashley to this huge mission that God has called them to. They're going to plant a church in Philadelphia. And they're going to begin a church planting movement that will absolutely rock Philadelphia for Jesus. Amen. And I couldn't be more excited for them. I, I just, I've, I've raised that kid. A little bit of help. A little bit of help from my friends. Uh, Christy and I, uh, when Elijah was born, we saw the hand of God on his life. And... And God has raised him up and, and challenged him and changed him over the years and done some amazing things in his life. And we step back and say, God, is this our kid? He said, yeah, and I gave him to you as an arrow to send in the right direction. Psalm says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And God has given us the ability to draw back and say, okay, okay. <sighs> Things are moving very quickly for them. Doors are being opened. God connections are being made every day. And it's time. Uh, Philly is just waiting for them to show up. Just like someone said to me, someone is just waiting for you to show up in Kenneth Square. People are waiting desperately for this young couple to show up with the anointing and the power of God in their lives, directed by the Holy Spirit. And they're living in a season of suddenlies. Things are happening very quickly. And Elijah, I want you to come and just share some of the things God is doing. Uh, it's exciting. Would you welcome with me Elijah Hollis? Oh, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm so excited, and, and some of you know, but I, I went to school for urban ministry, and that's what God had in my heart for all along. When I was in college, I actually went to Africa and got dreads. Um, and I, did, I didn't shower in college. I'm being totally transparent with you. But, like, I thought, I'm going to go live with homeless people. That's what I want to do. That's my heart's cry. When I came back here, my dad was like, hey, we don't have a youth pastor. Why don't you pray about it? And I was like, I don't want to be a youth pastor. Dad, that sounds so my grandpa and you and my, you know, my great-grandfather. Like, that was four generations. I was like, I want to break that and go live with the homeless, okay? I want to be just that guy. And God broke my heart for the youth. He did. He broke my heart for this generation that is going to be in is the future world changers that will dominate the enemy's camp. They will. Woo, I'm stoked. But it's amazing that God has just, literally we've watched his hand on our lives just all along saying, here, take a little turn here. Take a little turn here. Hey, just a little bit to the left here. And he just directed us every single step of the way. And when we put on our heart to plant a church, we were like, 
what the jazz. I never pictured myself ever wanting to be a pastor. But God is calling us into the urban core, the, the, the people that feel like objects. I'm sorry. I'm going to cry because I'm an emotional basket case with this. But there's a, pe- there's a people that feel like property. And they need to feel like royalty. And God is calling, God is calling a people some world changers to go into that place and call them, call them children of the king and show them what love is, show them what compassion is, show them what it is to be on fire for Jesus Christ and, and, and show them the love of Jesus. And that's going to be what we're going to do. We're going to go start change, an initiative to rebuild a city, to set a standard for the world. Now, some of you don't know this, but the world's going to look at Philadelphia in 10 years. Uh, it's holding the 250th celebration of the United States of America. So they picked Philly for some reason. I don't know, maybe it's God's plan or something. But they picked Philly. And so we have 10 years to rebuild a city from being the stepchild of the USA to being on top the standard for the world so that when the world's eyes are on it, the world says, what the jazz happened to Philly? And everything points back to the name of Jesus and the power of his glory and heaven coming to earth. And all we're going to say is, heaven came down. We said heaven come, it came down, we transformed the city. So we're going to problem solve. We're going to solve issues. We're not just going to throw food at hungry people. We're going to solve the the issues of hunger. We're going to solve the issues of homelessness. We're going to solve the issues of domestic abuse. We're going to do this because God's going to give us God's strategy to come in with the things that are already happening, things that are already running, and we're going to come in with a little bit of God wisdom and say, this is the missing link that you've been missing for years, but now it's all going to make sense because Jesus is going to be right in the middle of it. Boom. Bomb drop, and then mic drop, and then 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is so strategic and awesome. And uh, I want to show you real quick, uh, just miracles have been happening like crazy. We've got sound system donated. we got a venue. You guys want to see it? It's called Penovation. This place is crazy. 60,000 square foot building. It's like a $38 million building, and God built it for us to have church in Philly. Come on. That's awesome. This is a place, and just real quick, I'm not going to, buildings are buildings, but this is a place that was built so that inventors and innovators could come and invent things to change the world. And don't you think God wants, like, God people in there to make that happen for the world and put his name and stamp of approval on it? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring fire down. We're going we're to let God absolutely have his wave Philadelphia and just stand back and say, God, use us however you can because you are God. You sit on the throne and you had this mission in your heart from the beginning of time. And check this out. This is the craziest part. When the team told me the day we're, we're moving on, October 30th. Think about what day that is. It's the day the devil's been celebrating for years. But this Halloween... He's going to be so sorry he did not kill me when I was born. He's going to be so sorry. He's going to be dreading Halloween. He's going to be saying, demons, again we got to celebrate this day? That finally, us and our team are released to unlock heaven's promises for Philadelphia. And what he has had his hand on and his grip on, 
No longer, because we have the keys of the kingdom. We're coming in to unlock doors that have been locked for years. We're going to use the government powers and the, the religious breakdowns of communication. We're going to use the nonprofits that are doing good. We're going to use all of that. And God's going to use it for his kingdom to change that city in Jesus' name. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. I, can't, I know you can't tell, but I'm, I'm pumped. I'm stoked on life. And so thank you so much for praying with us and just being such an encouragement and a uh, you have no idea what this family means to us. You have no idea what your relationship means to us. And thank you for speaking life and love and God into our hearts as we run this race. And uh, just thank you so much. And, and pray, you know, pray. If God breaks your heart. This isn't a, um, you know, oh, it'd be cool to go have church in Philly. This is going to be, you got to be broken for this. Your heart's got to be broken. God's got to call you for this. So I'm not, I'm not uh, telling you, hey, it's a cool church to come be a part of. I'm saying if you're broken, if God absolutely breaks your heart, keeps you up all night because you're crying over Philadelphia, come with us and join us. And we're going to rock this city for Jesus Christ. I don't know if you received these. Did everybody get one of these? This is a card. It has some information on it, and you'll want to look at that. Uh, they have led high-voltage youth ministries well for 10 years. And for well over a year, Ashley has poured her life into getting our administrative and financial systems in place. What an incredible blessing. Thank you. Uh, they will leave a huge hole here. They'll be finishing their ministry here at the Power Place on October the 30th and then begin to fully engage in their new calling to begin this church, this church planting movement called Change. Um, we want you to know that we care about our students here and and want to set up our new, next youth pastor for success so that they can lead the student movement here as God speaks to them and leads them. And so for the health of the student ministry and the church, Elijah Nashley will be stepping aside for that to happen easily. Uh, transitions like this are, are very difficult at times. So we covet your prayers as we try and navigate through every detail of this transition. Will you pray for us? Will you pray for us? We will be supporting Elijah and Ashley and change as God directs us. And so we are making change a part of our year-end vision offering. Um, every year-end, we try to raise a bunch of money to fund what's coming next. We want to pour incredible blessings. We want to bless them immensely and so into this new work in Philadelphia. Amen? So get ready for that. Start praying now. Say, God, what do you want me to give? Um, they will receive full salary and benefits through the end of this year. And we will also begin supporting them aggressively as home missionaries beginning in January. God may be speaking to some of you to add them to your financial support list through a monthly pledge or even a one-time huge offering. All of us will want to add them to our prayer list. 
You'll want to put this card somewhere where you can see it. Pray for them regularly. Some of you, God may be calling to Philadelphia to work hand-in-hand with them to see change come to Philly. Let me just say, as the pastor of this church, do whatever God is calling you to do. If God says go, go. God says give, give. God doesn't have to tell you to pray. You go ahead and pray. All right? Amen. So let me share the word of the Lord this morning that I believe God gave me for today. This week, uh, this scripture just absolutely jumped out at me. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 1. We're going to pray over them today at the end of the service. We're also going to have a time of communion. So I've got a few minutes here. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1, these are the words that Moses spoke to all the people of Israel while they were in the wilderness east of the Jordan River. They were camped in the Jordan Valley near Suf, between Paran on one side and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dizahab on the other. Normally, somebody say normally, it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea. 11 days, normally. Going by way of Mount Seir. But 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. It normally takes 11 days to get from that place to this place, but It has taken the children of Israel 40 years, 11 days, 40 years. That's that's quite a big difference. Are you with me? This took place after he had defeated King Sihon of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon, and Adadrea had defeated King Og of Bashan, who ruled in Ashtaroth. While the Israelites were in the land of Moab, east of the Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as follows. Verse 6, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev, and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it. For it is the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. It's it's Labor Day, and there's work to be done. It's Labor Day, and there's some things being birthed. Not only in Philadelphia, but also here. There's some things being birthed in your life. 
And I believe God is speaking to each and every one of us. He's, he's speaking very clearly to Elijah and Ashley. He's speaking very clearly to us here at the Power Place. And I believe he's speaking to you in your personal life. What mountain have you stayed at long enough? What place that has become just kind of a comfort zone for you have you been to and stayed there for so long? Sometimes it's not even a good place. Sometimes it's things that have happened to us. It's things that have, have come and crashed into our lives and yet because of the moment, we just stay there and we are kept there and we're tethered to this mountain. We feel like, I can't get away. There's no way to be released. And, and God says, it's time. You stayed here long enough. Get up, go. Break camp. Get moving in the direction I have for you. Christine Kane says, there are no drive-through breakthroughs. Don't you wish there were? Don't you wish there were moments where you could just kind of drive through, walk through a prayer line, and it's all over now? You're free. He says you got to go through the wilderness to get to your promised land. But always remember that Jesus is with you in the midst of that wilderness. He will never leave you and never forsake you. He is your source. He will sustain you. He has given you the land. But you've got to step out and do the hard work to possess it. It's time to break camp, move on, go in and occupy the land that God has given you. He's given it to you, but you have to go in and occupy you got to go in and say, this is mine now. I was at that mountain long enough, but God said, get up, break camp, go on, move. Go and take what I've given to you. I believe it's a word for you and Elijah and you, Ashley. Time to break camp. Move on, go and take what God has given you. And I believe it's a, it's a word for us as a church. Some places where we, as a church, have gotten just settled in and said, eh, it's, it's good. God says, no, you've been at this mountain long enough. Time to break camp, move on, go in and occupy what I've given you. Can I get an amen? amen. But I believe this is for some of you personally, most of us personally. We've been sitting in a, in a place and saying, I kind of like it here. It's nice. It's comfy. And God says, you've been here at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp. Move on. Some of you, God's speaking to something right now. You've been wondering, is it, is it time? What should I do? And God's saying, it's time. It's time. Time. Time to break camp. Time to pull up the stakes. Time to move. Time to do what I've asked you to do. Time to get out of that situation you've been in. Time to get out of that mindset you've allowed to, to tether you to this mountain. Christine says God uses the wilderness to strengthen us. 
for the inevitable giants we're going to face in the promised land. He uses the wilderness to strengthen us for the giants that are coming our way in the promised land because there's giants in your promised land. There's some giants in Philadelphia, but God's using these moments, these days to strengthen us in the wilderness. We will get stronger and stronger and more able to handle what's coming. God is preparing us for what he has already prepared for us. Let me say that again. God is preparing us for what he has already prepared for us. We need to take a step of faith into an unknown future with a known God. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll walk hand in hand with you. I'll go ahead of you. I'll be behind you. I'll be your foreguard. I'll be your rear guard. I'll be a, a shield about you. I'll be your glory and I will lift your head. Hallelujah. So what about you? Maybe you've, been, maybe you've been stuck in this wilderness, going around the same mountain for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. The Lord's saying you, you stayed here long enough. Maybe it's something that's happened to you or something that you did. The enemy keeps taking, back, taking you back to it and saying, you can't leave, you can't do that. You, you, look at you. And he keeps adding guilt and shame to your life. He's tethered you to a mountain of guilt and you just keep camping there. And even though it's kind of an ugly spot, you feel comfortable there because that's all you know. And God says, no, come on. You've been staying here long enough. Break camp. Break camp. Move on. Go in. Occupy your future. It's time to get to know the God who wants the best for you. The God who will help you find freedom so you can discover your purpose, so you can make a difference in this world. I believe God's done that for Elijah and Ashley. He wants to do it for you. He wants to do that for you. Just nudge your neighbor and say, he wants to do that for you. God wants to do that for you. The band would come. Yes, there's a getting ready to service communion. There was a man who on New Year's Day wrote that he was more than willing to die except that he had done nothing to make any human being remember that he had lived. And maybe those words resonate with you. But 22 years later, interestingly also on New Year's Day, that same man's hand signed the Emancipation Proclamation giving freedom to millions. Yeah, it was Abraham Lincoln. He was willing to die except that he had done nothing to make any human being remember that he had lived. Something changed. Yeah, he knew God, but he finally discovered his purpose. And he made a huge difference in this world. What is God calling you to? What is God speaking to you and saying, 
You've been at this mountain long enough. Break camp. Move on. Go in. Occupy the land I've given you. I've given it to you, but you've got to go occupy it. I've placed promises over you. I've said, this is yours. I'm giving it to you. But you got to do the hard work and go in and say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll partner with you. We're going to see victory here. I'm going to take some ground for you. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me, please. Lord Jesus, speak to us today. Set captives free. In the name of Jesus Christ. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, just for a moment, give that person next to you the privacy of this moment. I know the Holy Spirit has been here and he's speaking to, to many of our hearts. First of all, let me just ask you, is the mountain you're at right now, is it a mountain of sin? And there's a broken relationship between you and God. If so, God wants to mend that relationship. He wants to bring you back into fellowship with him. And he wants to set you free and give you a brand new start. Because you really can't do the future without him. He's got the keys. If that's you, I want to pray with you so that you can find freedom today in Jesus. So you can know God, this God who loves you and has a plan for your life. If that's you, just slip up a hand. We're going to pray together. All of this room. Yes, yes. Someone else. Yes, yes, yes. God's speaking to your heart. He said, Let me, come, I want, to, I, want to, I want you to know me so you can find freedom. Thank you, Lord. Someone else. God's talking to your heart. You just want to say, yeah, God, I, I want to make things right with you. Yes. If you raised your hand, just pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I give myself to you today. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. And I want to thank you for freedom from sin. I want to thank you for delivering me from this mountain. And today, Lord, I'm going to break camp and move on. I'm going to go in and occupy the future you have for me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Thank you for freedom in Jesus' name. 